Hey guys, this is me. Did you move today? Hey, welcome to the Did You Move Today podcast. I'm your host, Andrea, and I have April as my guest. April Whitney is a certified fitness and nutrition coach, an expert in petite women's health, and the founder of Smalletics.com, a growing platform for petite female empowerment. April serves her community primarily through online services and programs such as her signature course, the Petite Power Program. She also sponsors local community events and campaigns that promote body positivity and inspire confidence among women of all shapes and sizes. As a coach and fellow petite, April's mission is to educate and empower women all over the world to step into their power and show up with the confidence to share their vibes no matter their size. So I'm very, very excited to have her here because I'm petite as well. So uh, yeah, let's get started. Hello? Yeah, April, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear perfectly. Thank you so much for taking the time and, and being here. Um, I'm very excited to have you here. Uh, I was telling you that I was trying to find someone like you, and it took me a while because I'm a, a, I'm a petite myself. And so when I found Smoletics, that, that is a fusion of the words uh, small and athletics, I was like, oh, my God, I really have to find this girl and talk to her. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much, Andrea. I'm really excited to be here too. And um, yeah, I'm really, I'm always excited to connect with other petite women. I think that the fact that you have this platform is amazing and I'm just, yeah, I'm excited to chat today. Great. So uh, I have a couple of questions for you. Um, my first question will be like, if you could tell me a little bit about your movement journey for those of you that don't know you. Um, and so if you can tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, absolutely. So I actually was a a competitive fencer, an elite fencer. Um, I'm not sure if you know the sport of fencing, but it's basically like sword fighting. Not very popular in the United States where I'm from. Um, I started when I was nine years old, and I actually had asked my mom if there was such thing as sword fighting from Peter Pan. Like, I had just watched that movie as a kid. And mm -hmm. she was like, yeah, it's a little strange, but yes. And she found me a gym. Um, and I actually was, I just took to it extremely naturally. And then I was recruited to New York City to uh, fence at a higher level. I started fencing national and then I went international, World Cups, Grand Prix. Um, and I did that for 18 years. Uh, for a while, I was Olympic bound. That was kind of my dream. But when I started Smalletics, uh, my company, uh, my passions kind of started to shift and I was starting to learn more about my metabolism as a petite woman and getting more into fitness. So I've gone through a lot of phases with my health journey and it started from a competitive space, um, which from a mindset perspective can be tough because there's a lot of pressure in, in athletics. Obviously it's all about performance. And um, I had kind of for many years, basically up until the last five years, I had not experienced play in my movement journey. It was all performance. It was all competitive. It wasn't really about anything other than how can I have the strongest possible body to, you know, the body that is, will help me excel in fencing. And uh, a few years ago when I started getting more into um, weightlifting, strength training, fitness, when I got my certification, everything, it opened up my eyes to other ways my body could um, experience fitness and enjoy it. And so I'm now in a place where I'm kind of semi-retired from the sport. I might, I mean, I can go back to it, but I'm not right now really focused on, on my business and my mission. And, um, yeah, I'm just enjoying my workouts now from with no pressure and just moving my body and feeling good in my body and feeling powerful as a petite woman. When you were competing, um, when you were competing, did you find people like you? 
like petite women or was that not a thing? Right. Yeah. There's one other, two other petite women who, I mean, on the Olympic level, there's one incredibly talented legend who is about my height, but besides her and she's Asian besides her, there's no one else um, that has reached that, that level. Um, however, fencing is partly athletics, partly strategy and mentality. So you do see quite a bit of diversity in body types in, in the sport of, in, in foil. There's three different kinds of fencing, saber, saber, epic, and foil. So in foil, it's possible to have a really, you could be tall or short um, and kind of, you can be differently built, um, which is something I loved about it because I felt like it was, um, it was just about your skill and like what you could do and what your body could do rather than um, like other sports, which have a really typical um, body type, like basketball or something. Um, so yeah, it, it was unusual to see people as short as me, but it wouldn't be surprising to reach a certain level because there's so many things that go into the sport from like a skill standpoint. Okay. Now, um, can you tell me about your petite journey? I mean, yeah, I know you, you're talking about an, an movement and I just think like sometimes I, I felt that way before I was in uh, into gymnastics. So I found a little bit like there were more girls that were petite. But then when I, you know, at some point it's it's hard to relate to people if like, you know, if you go to a class and they're not petite or if I start personal training and there's not a petite woman. It's very, it was challenge. It was harder for me to be like, Oh, this part of my hips, that's the part that I want to work on. And so I, I want to know about your petite journey. Yeah, 100%. I actually used to do gymnastics before I fenced too. And, and that was a place where I felt like I fit in because everyone was so petite, but yeah, um, being a petite girl growing up, like shorter than everyone else, I struggled. Uh, I mean, before I even ever fence, I was definitely made fun of by boys, you know, on the playground, I couldn't reach the monkey bars. So I just avoided the monkey bars. Like, it definitely was um, shaping my kind of my confidence at a young age. But when I started fencing, that's when I discovered, you know, when the when the focus went to kind of switch to my what my body could do versus what it looks like. I was very fortunate that at such a young age, I, I got into the sport because I started to see myself as very powerful at a young age. Like as a young woman, I wasn't thinking about what it could do. I mean, what, what it looks like, you know, I wasn't worried about my weight as much or um, things that, you know, my friends were going through. I was like, I was focused on my strength, beating my opponents. Um, I was beating people that were a lot older than me and much bigger than me uh, at a young age. So uh, in terms of being petite, I know, and I became aware of this as I aged, as I got older, how fortunate I was to have the opportunity to grow confidence through athletics. And I also had like a rebirth of weightlifting because I started to see my body again as like something that was so strong and so fierce and powerful, despite my height and despite being underestimated my whole life. And my height, I mean, a lot of times we don't, we, we might not be super aware of how our height is affecting our, our life journey. But when I worked, I used to work in a corporate job in New York city. Um, I felt I was discriminated against for my height. You know, I had to work on my presence a lot more than I felt like taller people had to. Um, so yeah, I think both it's kind of become intertwined with fitness, not just from that confidence standpoint, but as I got into discovering more about the petite body type, I actually learned there was a lot of science behind our metabolisms and 
being shorter, actually all of our organs are um, smaller than of a taller person. And so we actually have slightly slower metabolisms because we have less, literally our organs are smaller. We have less lean uh, muscle tissue, less, you know, lean tissue. So our metabolisms are also slower. And, and that feeds into the approach that I teach and the method I have of how you can use fitness and nutrition to have a metabolism focused strategy and rev your metabolism up while also learning how to lift weights and just feel really powerful in your body and less focus on its appearance. Is there, is there, um, is there a lot of research on that or basically you're trying to like work um, and find research on that and you're basically doing the research? Good question. So there is research on populations like there's no research on a petite female population. That's just not a demographic that clinical studies um, target. It's usually men. um, But from a scientific standpoint, it's pretty well known uh, the way that the basal metabolic rate is calculated um, just from a formulaic standpoint height is a contributing factor. So if you look at it's pretty much like it's proven, but it's not studied in petite women. But if you look at the formula, if you change the numbers to, to increase the height, the metabolism will be faster, meaning the number of calories you can eat in a day will be higher. That's your metabolism is how many calories you are eating in a day. If you lower the height number in the equation, the metabolism gets slower. It's less calories that you get out of the equation that you can eat in a day. So in one way, yes, it's proven. It's well known that metabolism, height and metabolism are correlated. But on the other hand, no, there are no peer reviewed published studies on petite women and their metabolisms. Okay. Now, do you, do you believe in cross training, um, April? Do you feel like we, we should try different movements? And if so, uh, why would you say that, that that would be important for a petite woman, petite woman? So I generally, in the Smolenics method, I teach um, strength training primarily. And uh, the reason why is because uh, we need muscle. The more muscle we have, the more calories you burn at rest uh, because it takes more calories to maintain muscle mass than fat. Um, So the primary principle behind the Smolenics method is getting your muscle up as a petite so that you can burn calories when you're not working out. And also that raises your metabolism so you can eat more food, so you can get more nutrition in. Um, because a lot of times petite women are chronically dieting and when they're going beneath a thousand calories or they're around a thousand, they're actually not getting the nutrients they need, the right nutrition. Um, And so from from that standpoint, I always say prioritize strength training. Um, And then in terms of cross training, I, I always tell my clients, like if there is a something else that you love doing that makes you happy, you absolutely should do that. If you enjoy running outside, if you enjoy soul cycle, if you enjoy doing some type of other class or swimming, 100% endorse that. I think it's really important to do things we love and try different things and feel it's all about feeling good in your body as a petite woman. So um, I do have clients that that say, oh, well, I like to jog or something so they can add that in as a day. Um, But if you're looking just strictly at like you want to get results as a petite woman, I, I prescribe sort of a certain protocol of strength training and then a certain type of cardio um, and then, of course, like I said, I totally think cross training is important from like a mental standpoint. But if we're looking at like, for example, yoga and Pilates, I don't think that there if you did that as your just your entire fitness regimen, I don't think that and it depends on the goal, right? Like whatever your goal, mm-hmm. that wouldn't be enough stimulus to the muscle to really create growth and speed up the metabolism. I think um, I, I think you mentioned this in one of your videos, because 
I love your YouTube videos and I watch them. Uh, and I remember, I don't know if it was in one of your YouTube videos or one of your stories. I just cannot remember exactly right now. But I know you were saying how some some petite women or women in general like to take a lot of different classes. Yeah. Um, and so that's why sometimes they don't see results because they're taking the same class and it could be like a high intensity interval training class. Um, so I know you mentioned that, uh, now that you're, that now that you're talking about strength training, how we have to prioritize strength training over any, you know, kind of like high intensity interval training class. Is that something that you say it or I'm just making that up? No, you're not making it up that you're probably referring to, um, something that I, I see a lot is petite women will sign up for, are you familiar with class pass? Yeah. Yeah. So they'll sign up with class pass and they'll work out like crazy. Like they'll work out like six days a week, um, going to different classes, different methods, and then they don't really see much of a change. And the reason why is they are getting a calorie burn from those, those activities, meaning they're burning calories, but they're not in a progressive program. And what I mean by that is that None of these classes are designed are in any any order. It's um, you know the idea is you walk into this class and it could fit any person at any given time. What what is really effective is when you switch over to having a program that changes over time. It needs to be consistent for about four to six weeks, meaning you should be doing kind of the same, stimulating the same muscles, and then in using what's called progressive overload, which is adding increasing your weights. Mm-hmm. Your program is progressively growing as you progressively get stronger. Um, and that's how you build lean muscle and you get the metabolism up. But these programs, they're, I mean, these classes, they're just kind of a calorie burn. They're not, they're not intentional workouts. And so that's why people tend to plateau or just kind of never see a change. They're just like, they're just burning calories. They're not training with, they're not training smart. Yeah, that makes sense. What are, what are the biggest issues that you find when you have a client that is petite? Like, what are the biggest, like, what are those things that they, that, that they tell you? Yeah, I think, um, well, the three kind of pillars of my business are fitness, nutrition, and mindset. And within each of those pillars, the, I see typical things that show up for a petite woman. Um, so for, starting with the fitness, I find that they are overtraining and doing loads of cardio. Like I see okay. running and running and running on the treadmill or um, not doing any strength training at all because they're afraid that on a petite frame, they'll become bulky, which is not the case. Um, so there's a lot of fear wrapped up in, in strength training for petite women who have never tried it before. Um, from a nutrition standpoint, they're under eating like crazy because they think, oh, I need a lot less because I'm smaller, but that chronically lowers the metabolism. It slows it down. And what needs to happen is we need to increase the, cal- the calorie, um, the calories every day to get, I mean, it needs to be intentional and incremental, but that speeds up the metabolism. So that um, combined with the strength training, is going to be a huge metabolic boost. And then in terms of mindset, um, and I mean, this is more individual, but like I can relate a lot to other petite women and um, just not feeling like we fit the beauty standard, right? Like there's no petite representation in the media on magazine covers. I never saw a really petite woman or they didn't highlight that she was petite or she was petite. Um, in any like cosmopolitan or let alone a women's health magazine of any kind or fitness. So I was, you know, growing up, there was no, like, no one saying, oh, you have a short body, you're healthy, you're beautiful. That just wasn't a message that I was getting. And I think even though maybe we might not be aware of that, um, 
it does subtly affect our lives. And that's something that is really important to me. So when I end up working with women, we're working a lot on confidence and um, diving deeper into like what we want for ourselves and our goals and, you know, feeling worthy and knowing we can achieve a lot and that we're powerful. So that just comes out through, through coaching. And of course the fitness and nutrition aspect of things, they, I always say like how you do one thing is how you do everything. So if you find there's issues that start coming up with nutrition, such as fear of eating more, that that wraps into like all other parts of your life, like how you behave and how you show up in your job and your relationships. So um, fitness and nutrition are like this springboard that open up uh, opportunity to look at our mindset and our body image and our confidence. So yeah, it's a lot. There's a lot of things I see that are particular to petite women. And I'm sure other women also face a lot of these similar issues, but that's where I see us kind of all falling in a similar on the same page, more or less. That's awesome. I think now that I, so when I was younger, um, I remember when I found out that Shakira was 152 centimeters, like that's like five feet. I was like, and that's, I'm five feet. So I'm like, oh my God, this is so exciting. She's like five feet and like someone that I could relate to. Um, and then when I found that, that Simone Biles, is also petite, of course. I'm like, okay, like she's so powerful and empowered. And then when I found you, I was like, okay, this is like, this is getting, it's really cool, really cool to see people doing things um, like that. And that's why I do believe in smalletics. Thank you. Yeah. And I, that's so funny, Andrea. I also, my first recollection of like my awareness around height and like feeling empowered with Shakira as well. Shakira, I love Shakira. Um, I like in Spain for a bit and I love Spanish culture and I, I well I mean I know that she's not Spanish but um, speaking Spanish and everything and when I found out she was short I was like so excited as a little girl and also of course the gymnast but yeah there's something about seeing you can see yourself in these powerful women you know like knowing finding out that they're petite and they they're just so powerful and just badass like that is so inspiring to me too and I just feel that we're totally underrepresented and there's no one raising the expanding the beauty standard like we should it should really be something we talk about because young short women that's especially who I'm concerned about is that they're not they don't have anything to look up to like it I mean besides the athletes and you know when they happen to find out that certain Hollywood or actors are actually really really short but they hide it um, there's not that much for us to really look up to and that's definitely something that concerns me if you think about uh, the fashion industry um, I mean, I know, I think you mentioned like, oh, I'm not a fashion uh, person, but I see your pictures and I'm like, okay, but like you have, I love how, how you uh, dress. <laughs> I do love that. And I don't know if you've noticed this of sometimes, um, even in the fashion industry, they're teaching petite women how to elongate your arms and elongate your legs. And so that that's why you have to wear high, high, um, high rise. Is that, yeah, is that how you say it? Yeah, high rise pants. And so like, I've noticed how, you know, things like that where I'm like, okay, in this fa the fashion industry, which I also enjoy, I'm, they're teaching us how to become taller and get taller. But I think it also, you know, if, if I'm not, if I'm not feeling tall on the inside, then it's kind of hard to show that on the outside. What are your thoughts on the fashion industry? Oh my God, I connect with that so much. And that's something I got really intentional about my language. Um, 
when I first started Smolletics, I and also fashion, it's something I want to get a little bit more into. I'm not a huge like fashion person, but something I wanted to be really careful about in my language and my communication to my audience is that this is not about getting taller on the outside. Like this is not about um, that at all. Like what you said is totally on point. It's about feeling tall on the inside, feeling beautiful, powerful, um, and something that has always kind of uh, it's kind of just rubbed me the wrong way is when I see, if you search online petite, it's mostly fashion results that come up and you'll see fashion blogs for petite women. And it's always like how to look taller, how to um, look mm-hmm. under, like how to make your legs look longer. And I just think that's a really negative um, way to talk to petite women. Like we don't need to look taller. We are beautiful the way we are. And we are tall as people, like our personality, our capabilities, um, you know, we stand tall and, and so that's something that's definitely always, I was like, hey, I would love to talk about fashion, but it should be about like accentuating what you got and feeling good, not being taller, because that's just not, that's just perpetuating the the problem in my eyes. What would you say about, um, I mean, I don't know if you were told this when you were younger. Um, I was, um, because I'm, because I'm shorter yeah. than if I gain weight, like if I gain five pounds those five pounds, it, it will be easier for someone to notice those five pounds on me because I'm five feet than to notice uh, those five pounds on someone that is like way taller than me. Yeah, well, that is true. Unfortunately, um, because our metabolisms are a little bit slower and we are, we have less, again, we have less, literally our organs are smaller, even like our bodies are smaller. So uh, for most of us, three to five pounds will be more noticeable than on a taller person where a taller person, it might take 10 pounds to notice just because they're here, they're taller, they have more, um, they have, it's just like, it, unfortunately, that is true. And I do hear, that's actually something I hear a lot of petite women say when I work with them, they're like, oh, I gained a few pounds and like everyone notices. Um, but the positive flip side of that is if your goal is to lose weight, which I'm not saying it is for everyone, but when you lose a couple pounds, it's also super noticeable. So getting in, into shape and starting to work on yourself is also something that'll be recognized, not just when you gain weight. But unfortunately, like the commentary um, that we get from other people saying that to us is really negative and not helpful um, at all. It's not supportive for someone to say, you know, oh, you're you're short, so weight is going to look a certain way on you versus a taller person. It's just not that's not like a, a supportive comment from anyone. Yeah. Now, do you have any fashion uh, like stores that you go to or um, people that you look up to that are petite women? Oh, good question. Um, in terms of fashion, uh, you mean like not fitness apparel? Yeah, fitness apparel as well, because I've noticed how sometimes even the tank tops or the leggings or the pants are way bigger, so longer. Totally. So, I, yeah. Yeah, I tend to shop a lot at Gymshark, um, which is no secret, uh, mostly because their material, it, it the way their materials are, it's very stretchy. So I've found that their extra smalls or smalls, whatever your size is, they stretch, they stretch to fit a tall person and me the same cut. It's like, they don't make seven eighth lengths or Capri or anything. I get their full leg length and they never bunch at the bottom and I'll see them on a taller friend and they also fit them well. Um, so I find that that's, that's been my biggest find in the industry for fitness apparel, that and outdoor voices. I also really, I like their materials um, and their lengths tend to fit. In terms of actual clothing, I don't wear a lot of real clothing. 
<laughs> I'm constantly teaching and I'm in, I'm in fitness apparel like all day, but I do love Topshop Petite. I've, yeah. or clo- do you, are you familiar with them? Yeah. Yeah. Their clothes. I just love their style and it's always, it always fits because it's petite and they have a huge selection. Other petite stores I find are, have an older sort of appeal to them. Like if you look at loft petite, it just feels older than my current age. So it's, it's hard to find the clothes that kind of speak to our personality if you're young and petite, but I think Topshop Petite is probably my favorite for that. Great. Now, um, I have three more questions for you. Um, did you move today? I did. I got up early this morning. So we had, we were filming, we were shooting this or um, recording it and I did a, a leg workout. It was pretty brutal, but it felt good. Great. What's movement for you? Right now, um, like my current routine? Just in general, like how would you define movement? Um, I think movement uh, for me would be, uh, it's a pretty general term, but I think for me, it really, right now it's defined by play for the first time in my life, which I was talking about earlier is um, having fun in my business and helping women. Um, One way, like I think about movement, not just during my workouts, but um, for my in-person clients, I get to work on my feet, which is great because I I don't like sitting. So um, even just being able to load the bars and lift the weights for my clients and walk around, like be on my feet for hours teaching, that's movement for me. Going on walks is movement, um, not just the strength. I think I also do um, on days where I maybe am taking a rest day, I'll do like a little mobility session or a stretching session. And I thought you know, because I've been an athlete my whole life, movement is probably the most important thing to me above all, because it's, it's empowered me. Um, so I'd say, I guess movement is something that is, has a potential to be so empowering if you kind of let yourself, um, if you put yourself through it. And sometimes people, they don't want to, I mean, it's not always fun to move, but the feeling afterwards is really, really good. So I think also it teaches discipline and it teaches um, it's just, it's like, it, it's like the teacher of all things in my life movement is, um, and it's always changing. I think I'll probably continue to evolve and go through so many different phases with my movement, but I guess in a word for me right now, it's play. Great. Um, uh, April, I know you talked about the short girl gang. Yeah. Um, and I know you have a shirt that like you have a tank top or something that, that has a short girl gang. Yeah. Where can we find that? That's a good question. So everyone asked me this because I have that photo on my website. Um, I actually have a, I haven't told anyone this yet. So this is like, a, you're learning it first, Andrea. Um, I have Great. a shirt that I'm in, it's in the making right now. That's even cuter than that one. And the designs are finished. I'm currently working with um, a self-screen printer uh, to kind of just iron out the detail. So I have a new shirt coming out this year and I'm not sure when it will be ready but that is something that will be on the horizon great please let us know when you have that shirt because i was telling my my um little sister she's also petite and i'm like sophia once april has this shirt like we have to buy this yeah so so let's please make sure to to keep me in the loop i will i definitely will make a big splash on social media about it great and where can we find you on social media you can find me on Instagram as Smalletics, so that's small E T I C S, like small athletics. And then I'm on YouTube as searching Smalletics. I'm on Facebook, um, 
backslash smalletics or just slash smalletics. Um, and yeah, those are the three main places that I create content right now. Great. Is there a, is there something that you would like to share with petite women or just uh, women in general? Oh, so many things. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, for my fellow petite women, I, I just want to unite us globally and I want it to be a really diverse community. I want it to be international. I want every petite woman to feel like they have a place and a sisterhood. Um, and even though it's not yet mainstream, I do believe that the industry is changing. I do think that there's going to be a huge shift in how women's bodies are looked at and I think we need to kind of lead the charge for petite women. So, I mean, this is something I started, but I don't consider it mine. It's like all of our, it's all of ours and we all own it and we all can further the mission and, um, you know, work on our health and, and focus more on our health than um, focusing on things like height. So I guess I just want every petite woman to know she has a place now and um, to reach out and connect with the community and connect with me and, and start the journey and be a part of it. Thank you, April, for your time. I really love what you're doing. I, I, I do believe in smalletics. Um, and I love this sentence right here, inspiring petite women to embrace their height, their bodies, their fitness. So, so thank you very much for what you're doing. And thank you for inspiring me and inspiring like a lot of petite women out, out there. I think like, it's not only in the U.S., but also internationally. Thank you so much, Andrea. That means so much to me. And I'm, I'm so glad we could chat today. All right, guys. So that was it. That was April. Check her out, smalletics.com. And thank you very much for listening. I hope that you moved today. And if you haven't, you still have a couple hours.